Welcome to the Skin Philosophy Edit with your host, myself, Anna Louise Kenny. I'm here to bring to you the knowledge and skills to level up your business. We are speaking to industry experts across the industry to make sure that you're getting your knowledge in skincare, equipment, ingredients, and everything else you need to make sure you have the best of your business. Hello and welcome back to the Skin Philosophy Edit with myself, Anna Louise, and today we have Celine Charles slash content creator slash influencer slash makeup artist. Um, hi, Celine. How are you? Hi, Anna Louise. Thanks for having me. No, it's great <laughs> to have you in. So basically we were, I was following your page. Well, Skin Philosophy was po- following your page. I and actually all did content. wonder how you found me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of one of the things of where the girls the marketing, the ones that do our marketing, mm-hmm. they're like, they were like, oh, this page, you know, I've been following it and blah, okay. blah, blah. And then Skin Philosophy. And then I I just saw it as well. and going through the style stuff and that. So okay. you have a very active page. It's great. You're busy <laughs> with you. it. Thank you. So how did it all start? How did you get into it? Where did you start from? Um, To be honest, yeah. and I know I think the word organic is really thrown out there, <laughs> but I feel I did kind of I fell into it organically. So um, back in 2012, I had my own um, my own makeup artist studio. I was traveling out doing weddings. I had a skin clinic. When I say skin clinic, back in 2012, we were not using many active ingredients yeah. like yeah. facials were just facials, really. And I remember trying to make, um, bring in microneedling at the time and people were like you're putting needles on my face no way <laughs> <laughs> now I am based in Leitrim so I suppose we are not not putting Leitrim behind yeah. but you know the, it was just I was my aim was to get information out there promote my salon yeah. but to um, I was using Facebook to promote my facials my products um, and and I suppose just to direct that information to the consumers or to my target market. Um, And I kept kind of chipping away at it. And then in 2014, I had my first baby and I was on maternity leave. And that's where I, you know, when I was at home on maternity leave going, I couldn't be idle. Not that I was idle on maternity leave. (laughs) (laughs) But um, I just wanted to kind of keep my foot in and um, kept promoting through Facebook. And um, eventually I had my second child. So I closed the salon. I um, kept doing makeup artistry. That kind of is a full time job anyway. So I was doing makeup artistry as a freelance artist. Um, But I still had that love of skincare and um, I kept chipping away. (laughs) So when you were saying chipping away, like are you doing like writing up? Posts or are you doing video content like at the yeah. time because it was quite early to be doing video it content. It was static content, really. So it really was, and you know, it was. It's harder to tell a story, I find, with static content yeah. because people's attention span doesn't allow them to read no. anymore. Yeah, it really doesn't. Um, it has to be video. So I just found um, I was. Still, I suppose, getting the information out. But yeah. then Snapchat, remember Snapchat? Yes. Um, started to put out video content. Yeah. And that. I, so I was still doing makeup artistry, doing makeup tutorials through Snapchat and then Insta Stories. Okay. In, and it kind of blew up then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so then move on. I had my third child and I was just, you know, trying to balance three kids at home and... um 
yeah, still well, do a bit that, of work in itself. Just, just that in itself. <laughs> and then the pandemic hit. So my, my third child was only six weeks old at the time. Oh, and wow. I was going, oh, my goodness, I am locked up at home with three children. <laughs> I'm going to lose my mind. So it was my little, it really became my my place of creativity, yeah. Instagram did. Um, so I was doing all my tutorials then and it really grew from there because I was coming on doing like in-depth skincare, in-depth um, makeup. We were talking more about ingredients and people started to get more invested in their skin. Yeah. Um, they wanted to up their their own information on skin. So yeah, yeah it just kind of took off from there. Yeah, and it was good time because definitely during lockdown, mm-hmm. um, People were looking at Zoom and they were going, oh, my God, my face. Like <laughs> something like skincare went up like 20 percent. Yes. Retail sales because people were going, actually, I need to look after my skin, which is great. Like yeah. they should be because I prefer I think it's better to be looking after your skin with skincare than covering it up. Do Absolutely. you know that? Could, so, yeah, Absolutely. it was a great time. So you were at home with three children then. I was at home with three children looking haggard myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was absolutely haggard. So I suppose that's where I was. Was really I, and my interest kind of changed again because I was um, heading on for what age was I then about 36 mm. no I'm 38 now so I was 35 and I really started getting into okay should I Botox should I not you know yeah. with this sort of information so my audience was that age group yeah um, so there was loads of we, we did just did loads of tutorials fashion mm. whatever yeah. fashion kind of just kind of fell into my page because if I was wearing a top and doing a tutorial People were saying, where did you get your top? So yeah. um, eventually I went into affiliate um, marketing, I suppose. You know, I was I, I, I decided, OK, well, look, at I am spending hours answering people's questions here. Yeah. I really need to monetize from this. Yeah. So um, I was approached then by LTK. So I started so, putting up affiliate links from yeah. there on. OK, so th- that's it. Like for just out of interest, is it they approach you then? Um, They approach approached me and a friend um actually recommended um like linking yeah. myself she was like yeah. why aren't you linking monetizing here you're spending yeah. hours and I was mm. like I was calculating two and a half hours of answering dms Gosh. every evening just turn up links so I was like there has to be a more time effective way for me to do this yeah um so I had to just say look guys if there's one question if if 100 people are asking where this top is from I'm going to put that up in my stories and there will be a links and I suppose people appreciated the honesty I was yeah. like okay I've been doing this for free yeah. for so long now I need to yeah. you know monetize so well the thing is is I'm giving you the answer either way yeah. do you know you're getting yeah. the answer mm-hmm. this way is you're getting a direct link to the shop and then I'm getting a little bit of money from it do you know yes. it's like it's it's not a big deal yeah. you know because yeah. you're 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 buying it and like you're getting the clothes exactly. you're liking the clothes it's not as if you're wearing terrible clothes and you're getting everyone <laughs> to buy terrible clothes you know, the, it's just being honest. This is what yeah. I'm wearing. You asked, so here yeah. you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So. And have you looked into, have you started doing TikTok yet? Have you looked into it? I, <laughs> this is, um, it's a bone of contention with me, Anna yeah. Louise. I, okay, so everybody's telling me you need yeah. to go on TikTok and I can see it, it works. But it's just that it is open worldwide. So if I throw out my my an Instagram um, 
real or whatever. Mm. I feel like it's my genuine followers who are all so kind, yeah. so lovely. And I've tried one or once or twice to do TikTok and you get these like nasty comments yeah. from nowhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and you don't know who they are. There's only a username, not but like anybody can make up a username for anything. Mm. But um, I just, I, I suppose, look, at I got, I got thrown off a little bit by yeah. it because I was like, and it was actually maybe men commenting these nasty comments, you know, which you'd never get on Instagram. Yeah. So I just, um, yeah, I, I, I've shied away from it. I will attempt it again. Yeah. But I'm kind of, I find Instagram really is a full time job in content creation. Yeah. And what I'm doing at the minute that I'm, I, I really have to find a way to. I suppose time manage myself so yeah. that I can create copy content. and paste copy and paste yes <laughs> <laughs> so t- talking about that like that must be really difficult putting yourself out there and then people making comments and you know like I see that with uh, we've gotten a good few people that are <coughs> have a big following and I do think Instagram is less, but you still get some like even just smart, like it mightn't be a nasty, but then it's yeah. it's just negative. It doesn't, you know, it's in small amounts or big amounts. Yeah. How is like, have like, how does that affect you? Um, when I started yeah. there at first, um, and bearing in mind when I started at first, I was like what I will, what I would say a young mother, you know, I, I would have found myself quite, um, not as resilient as I am now like okay we've moved on with time now and um, I've grown I think I've developed as a person but you know when when you get a negative comment when maybe you're sleep deprived it affects you in an entirely different way than it would now when maybe I'm kind of more on on my on the ball like yeah. but um no I did it's something I definitely had to work on I actually had to work on my you know on my my personal self um, to say, OK, well, these people, anybody who is throwing a nasty comment probably isn't in a good place themselves. Yeah. So I had to approach it. And this is a really hard thing to do. Don't get me wrong. There, there's times when you want to, you know, you want to attack the keyboard back at them. Yeah. But that doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. It, it, it actually probably makes me feel worse. So the way I looked at it was, OK, I'm going to treat this person with compassion. They're obviously doing this from a bad place. They're mm. looking at me think, thinking maybe, oh, look at her. Who does she think she is? But if I ever do that, if, you know, yeah. if I'm at that or, you know, sometimes we all experience a little bit of jealousy or comparison, I suppose. Yeah. Is the word. And if you're sitting doing that, you're kind of thinking... Oh, 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 what triggered that? Why, yeah. why did I do that? Okay, I've identified that as jealousy or, you know, I, I'm on a low when I'm in that behavior or when I allow that behavior is the word I suppose I, I want to to describe that. But it when I started, how do I say I'm talking in riddles now, but when I started, um, you know, looking at that person with compassion, yeah. I kind of felt I was able to put it in a box and leave it somewhere else you know okay they're coming from a bad place you know I wish them well and move on from it because when you dwell on it it can chip away at your whole self very very quickly so you do have to just box that that whole issue to one side keyboard warriors yeah and it's a shame you know I suppose you know nowadays it's just such a shame that that's allowed you know I think Instagram and Facebook really need to put you know work on their practices and make sure that everybody's verified like if I want a membership for something I have to um you know produce a driving license my 
I have to they'd have to know who yeah. I am but yet I can set up a profile yeah, and, on, abuse people. and abuse people yeah. yes exactly like we're all responsible for our actions and our words and yeah. should be held responsible I think we are moving on from that yeah. but we, we've still a lot of a lot of work in that area because Instagram is doing the blue tick now for everyone. So yeah. you apply for it and pay for it, which mm-hmm. I've seen now everyone's applying for it and paying for it. I think it's like less than a tenner a month yeah. or something like that, which is good. It will yes. control it a lot more yeah. um, mm-hmm. with it. But yeah, it's I do think that with TikTok, because it's worldwide, it's way less controlled. It's way less controlled. And a friend of mine, um, she won't mind me saying, yeah. um, Anna O'Connor, who is all a TikToker, and Anna has a great presence on TikTok. And she said the exact same recently you know she was like it's just anybody can comment anything on it yeah and um it was such a valid point because you know you just it, it's it's wrong that you could do that you yeah. know and yeah. not be held responsible for nasty words or nasty comments yeah and so a lot of our listeners will be people that are like setting up their own business especially mm-hmm. in aesthetics and skin yes. and all that kind of stuff so what what kind of words of wisdom can you get give them from like social developing their social profiles everything like that what do you think helps I think it helps to be an honest person and talking directly to the camera I know it's easy to shy behind um, text content but sometimes it takes um, the actual human interaction I find to, for people to relate to the brand or the person um, like if for instance my account I feel like I am my brand people often say would you not get somebody in to help you create the content and you get more content out but I feel like I lose a little bit of identity in my brand and my brand loses it's yeah. its own self yeah. um, so I feel that that's a really important thing that there's somebody or, or somebody as part of the business talking to the camera that people can identify that person they know the name to go to um, I think it's really important and, and I suppose just getting the content out you know sometimes we can fuss about oh is it perfect Yeah. is it perfect is it perfect Yeah. and we're, are we looking for perfectionism anymore? I don't think so. We're looking for information. And authenticity. Authenticity, yes. yes. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. And it does feel like when the when the imagery is like too perfect, it fa- feels fake. It needs Absolutely. to be like a bit of story. Yeah. Absolutely. I always find, and like I can see, um, I suppose on my back office from my affiliate links, what works best. Yeah. And it's, always the ones where like I'm in sweat when I'm sweaty out <laughs> and I'm like in my workout clothes and I'm like look at this is how this held up in a big long sweaty run the leggings um, they are they, they are as they went on me they haven't moved you know I'm given an honest genuine um, description of what I'm actually showing or selling yeah. or whatever um, I suppose I've always had a rule of thumb I, if I don't like it I don't show it you know yeah. and my my followers know that by now yeah um but yeah it's i, I find it's in that moment that people will be going okay that that's actually real like she's yeah. actually really sweating rather than me looking flawless going well actually i just did a 10k run and look at me looking airbrushed who's gonna believe that yeah and everyone will be like i'm never going for a run again i don't look like that yeah and so speaking of authenticity filters so now there's, have you seen these AI filters? No. Uh, AI scares me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically the AI filters are kind of like, um, 
it changes it doesn't put a filter over the top it actually just changes your face so oh say for God. example if you blink mm-hmm. you can't tell there's a filter because it's your face blinking it's not actually you know a filter over on top and they were showing this the other day because like literally it can be you know perfect makeup change the features of your face you know all of this so like this is a huge part of body dysmorphia now at the moment and do you find that there is a lot of fake content out there with a lot of filters over on top that's you're just like like everyone loves a Paris filter I love a Paris filter just when you're feeling crap but like going towards AI and stuff like that it's just scary that's on another level I think and as well you know if you are your own brand and you are looking at yourself on Instagram and then you don't look like yourself when you look in the mirror it's very hard to be authentic in yourself yeah Um, and I would feel that that would drown a bit of your own identity yeah you know that you kind of start questioning well who am I yeah you know we all have to own ourselves um, yeah and I think it's a huge part of everybody's confidence when they're confident in themselves and owning themselves and yeah. owning their actions and that is actually a good point because I know people that they do so much filtering that in real life they're like oh I don't really look like that so like they go by how they look yeah. on Instagram and it's like you really like you, you, if you're not happy within yourself mm-hmm. when you look in the mirror like how are you going to live day by day just being yeah. happy yeah. yeah, because, you know, we can't run away from ourselves. <laughs> we are who we are. Yeah. And that's it. And again, that is something like, you know, um, I would have looked at myself on Instagram um, and gone, oh, the, gone down the whole hole of comparison. Yeah. And had to work on and going, well, look, I'm an individual. I'm happy with who I am. Yes, I have a few tweaks still. And, you know, I I would, would don't say no to Botox oh, or a Botox. bit of lip filler, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, that's that's the world we live in now, yeah. you know. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with it. No. I absolutely am 100% on for it. Um, and like, yeah, OK, I, I get that. Maybe somebody could listen to this and say, well, then she's not that confident if she's going for that. But I feel like it's just slowing down the, the aging natural place. aging process. Oh, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it, that would be rubbish because the thing is, is like, I would never get anything done that would change my face. Yes. It's like, OK, my face is starting to fall. Yeah. OK, I'll get like a little bit of skin boosters to plump it back yeah. out a bit. Do you know, like, it's not, it's never... You, if you're changing if you have body dysmorphia and you want to change your face that's where there's issues like yes. you're not happy within yourself and then you have to look at like therapy yes yeah, yeah definitely I think we all should try a bit of therapy <laughs> yeah, no, at some brilliant. point in our lives <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so what do you see then in the future for you will you you know stay doing this develop anything else I am I am I'm going to stay deaf I love this industry I love it and I suppose that's why I keep um, you know because I am showing products and showing like active ingredients Um, every Friday actually a friend of mine Jacqueline who is a really really amazing um, skin therapist comes on and gives tips because you know we just have the chats like that on live or whatever but I feel I it's important for me to keep my information going so I try and go and refresh your courses and you know just bits and pieces so that I am giving proper information out to people who follow me so I can't ever see see myself giving that up yeah Um, 
And I'd love to think in an ideal world, I would still love to be working as a therapist and doing what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't divide myself in that many pieces. Yeah. Um, but there is more coming to my page in terms of health and fitness over the mm. next few months. Yeah. Um, I'm actually training myself as a personal trainer. Oh, wow. So um, again, just to you know I suppose I want my my page to be something that's really positive and if it's just encouraging people to look after themselves um, with a, a bit of exercise a bit of skincare, um, a wholesome diet mm. um, there's kind of like it's hard to get a, a natural way of looking after yourself without hitting those three so yeah, yeah yeah that's great because it is you do want that kind of like good measure of all of them and if you're giving like all of that messaging it really if someone's hitting on your page they're kind of getting a little bit of everything it's great with it yeah because you see I suppose you know it is easy to look on Instagram or whatever and go okay I have the solution to this I'm going to throw a lot of money at it yeah (laughs) and I'm just um you know inject myself and then I look look great but like I think and I think people do sometimes um think that Botox that that's what Botox is but at the end of the day we still have to be looking for um, after ourselves from yeah. the inside out yeah. um, or the Botox isn't going to last properly and we're not going to look great so yeah I suppose it, it is it's a, a whole it's going to be more a well-being page yeah. but obviously um, not not completely holistic or anything yeah. like that but obviously just hitting the right points yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly so just basically onwards and upwards onwards and upwards <laughs> <laughs> and how do you see the industry going like with say because I know at the moment YouTube is trying to push in like Google are trying to like do more with videos and short mm-hmm. videos and stuff like that mm-hmm. have you seen that with the industry like what, what they're going to develop with like short YouTube videos and how they're going to push it. I think um, brands are going to basically, you know, brands are going to work on video content yeah. a lot more, I yeah. feel. Um, and like that, that it's going to be more natural, I think, yeah. you know, like we were just saying, if you look at a commercial, sometimes people say, oh, the people would buy from a commercial, but it's really, really curated. Whereas when you look at bare skin yeah. and the more natural approach, people are seeing the genuine results of yeah. of skincare. But I think skincare is is big at the minute, but I just think it's going I'd, massive. I'd, massive. Ireland is only starting to peak at the yeah. moment. I do think there is, like you're right, like t- I was just, the last conversation I was having in here was the same about aesthetics clinics around that time 2010 we were already like we were we were like doing well with Ireland with having that technology there already but it just plateaued and never like peaked yes and now clinics Botox skin needling peels all of that is really starting to explode and I think it'll get much much busier with it I do think so because I know when I trained um, initially as a skin therapist I think that's like is it 20 years ago? Oh, goodness. Yeah, no. <laughs> I do this. Say, I know. Ago. I know. I just shuddered down my back. Um, but yeah, like to qualify as uh, I can never say the word. And as the aesthetician. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, you know, you have to do the bi- the yeah. electrics. Yeah. And it was like you were training in them and then you didn't touch them yeah. ever again. Like for 10 years, I didn't touch them. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> electrolysis I've never touched again. No, no, I don't. I never touched electrolysis again. I was like, did the exam? See you later. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, like the actual high frequency. Yeah. All of these amazing machines yeah. that I suppose they were a more diluted version of what yeah. we have today. But we all had to train in them to qualify. And now here we are bringing this back into the market and yeah. we're really working on these things. I think, to be honest, I think part of that was because we all did a beauty diploma. So yeah. it meant we had to learn nails, tan, massage, everything. Yeah. And, you know, learning facial electrics, you didn't really learn the yeah. benefits true. of it. You just learned how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's like so you, true. You didn't have like, that's why I prefer like the way we do things with just specialising in skin yeah. because you're really learning in depth yes. how this is affecting skin. And like I was, mine was a year. Was yours a year one? Um, I did it over two, two years. years. Yeah. So like a year was so a lot like a, a lot, lot of, of stuff mm-hmm. and you're not you're kind of tipping on everything yeah. and I think nowadays people are way this is why the technologies came back because people are obsessed with yes. like learning about skin and learning more in depth and they won't you couldn't get away with like just going oh this is how you use it now like I wouldn't I be able know. to teach it like that students be like can 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 you explain a bit more like than this you know yeah and I think that's where the market is really um, expanding because it is so specialised you know so somebody who is is good at nails isn't going to well you know with with exceptions of course but they're not going to be fantastic maybe at makeup or at there's an area for exactly exactly there's an area for everybody yeah Um, and I you know I do find sometimes people say "Oh, oh well I wouldn't go into that because there's too many people doing it there's never there's so much space there there's so much space yeah and if you worry about yourself focus on yourself and do it right it'll work absolutely but if you're worrying about other people and all of that kind of stuff then you're spending too long thinking about other people exactly it's just not there's always there's even in the UK like we're packed we are packed in London it is packed with clinics that's amazing yeah but you still see places popping up they still pop up exactly exactly and you know I suppose at the end of the day it's up to an individual if they go and they train they do all of that they have to market themselves they have to get get their name out there and whether it is through advertising going back to you know dropping in leaflets in people's doors although that's not environmentally friendly but you know using Instagram or using influencers or whatever it is you have the skills it's just to let people know that you have these skills and it's just that that's how you you go about it yeah Uh, that actually brings up a really good thing which I actually forgot to ask about Um, so Say, for example, I want to use an influencer. I want to use you. What happens? What's the process? Because I know from like girls setting up clinics, the women that like qualify and stuff, it's like, you know, finding someone, getting in contact. Like, what's the process generally? Yeah, so the process, it, it, it is, and I am actually still learning in yeah. this respect. <laughs> but I suppose because I've had, I've, I've actually experienced both sides. So I have worked through an agency. So mm. when my, when all the kids were still at home and I didn't have time to manage my own bookings, mm. I worked through an agency. Um, yeah. And Mandy was amazing. She would, you know, deal with, with my bookings. Um, and then after a year, um, I decided, okay, I can actually manage these bookings myself. The girls were in school and I had more time. So I then had people coming towards me 
to book. So, for example, if there, if somebody is with an agency, they contact the agency. Okay. They'll usually have it in their bio yeah, on okay. Instagram if they it, who to collab with yeah. or the point of contact or go to the influencer directly. So say, for example, if somebody wants to book me, they just send me over an email yeah. or send me um, an Instagram message. We then talk about the type of content that they want to create because whether if I create a reel or stories yeah. or static image, it's all so different and it depends on the story that they want to tell yeah. as well. Um, so like it, most influencers will have a, a package of whether they want to reel stories because maybe somebody might see a reel but they mightn't see stories yeah. you know it's, it's, yeah. it is all it's all depending on the reach I suppose okay. um, and I'll usually send over my insights okay. to that person I'll say look at well here like at the moment say for example about 70 to 80,000 people see my content per yeah. month so the, you know and, and it, the, how it's broken down and the the demographic so yeah. again I suppose it depends on who, who you're looking for what demographic are you trying to target if it's 20 to 30 yeah. age group or 30 to 40 yeah. it would depend on the skin uh, on the treatment if it's anti-aging yeah. I'm not just saying it I'm the ideal <laughs> candidate <laughs> I'll mark it myself while I'm here um, but um, as in that you know it does make sense to be getting somebody between the 30 to 50 yeah. age group that's going to hit that market for yeah you. be realistic because yeah. the the clients the people that are watching your stories mm-hmm. are going to go okay I know she's not you know she's the same age and she's getting done and she looks great so I'm going to listen yeah. to her rather than some 20 year old who's telling me oh, got microneedling done and my lines are less and you're like what lines <laughs> like but they are like that anyways the young ones they're like oh I'm going to start aging soon I'm like oh my god <gasps> yeah I know it's crazy and like, do you ever think back when you were like 20 and go what did I do to my skin? Wait, yeah, so I was, when I was 24, I actually started Botox, not because I was bothered about yeah. it. It was because I was managing a few clinics and the whole industry was, like not the whole industry, I was in the industry years, but the whole Botox and everything was so new to me yes. that then I was like, right, let me try it and see, because I couldn't, like, how can we recommend it to clients coming in, getting Absolutely. treatments done, that kind of stuff? And they're asking about Botox and stuff. How can you say about it if you haven't had it done? Yeah. So I was like, oh, just go on, uh, try it. There was only a f- couple of uh, doctors in Ireland at the time doing it. <coughs> and um, I just said to him, I was like, oh, go on. And people noticed. Wow. Yeah, like not noticed. They were like, you look fresh glowy fresh, fresh and glowy that's exactly yeah, how it should be marketed because yeah. that's exactly what it is exactly yeah. and they were like what's going on and I'm like I had Botox and they were like what you're only 24 but um, like and, and then I had it once a year as a preventative for the next 10 years and then I started getting them more regularly yeah. and getting do- and then looking after my skin yeah. doing the skincare doing the skin treatments all of mm-hmm. that because that is a huge part to Botox yes because once it wears off if you're not looking after after your mm-hmm. skin, then you're you're it's going to look terrible, like I really totally terrible. Totally agree, yeah. and I think you know people just think, oh well, I have I have the Botox now. I don't need to look after yeah. my skin. It's such, and it actually I nearly get anxiety when I hear people <laughs> saying that because I'm like, no, do not <laughs> sacrifice your skincare. It's so important. Like you know, I I suppose people forget that Botox is relaxing the muscle, but there's still layers of dead cells on the surface yeah, that exactly. if they're gone you're going to look even better yeah <laughs> exactly exactly 
Um, well, it's been great having all the chats and telling us all the secrets and the wisdom and stuff like that. Thanks. So thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. Thanks. <laughs>